I'm Taylor, and welcome to the TD Nutrition Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the TD Nutrition Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is commonly known as PCOS. I have personally dealt with PCOS. It's something that I struggled with in my early 20s up until a few years ago. Um, And I kind of thought it was something that I was always going to have. I didn't really realize that you could reverse it. And in fact, a lot of times people think that you can't reverse it, that you're always going to have it. Um, And that's that's not the case. It is reversible. Um, I'm even proof of that. And so today we're going to talk about Uh, We'll talk about reversing PCOS, we're going to talk about what fuels PCOS, birth control and polycystic ovarian syndrome, and then we'll also talk about fruit and PCOS as well. So to give a little information on what exactly polycystic ovarian syndrome is, is it's a condition in which fluid-filled cysts form on the ovaries. And these fluid-filled cysts on the ovaries Um, are typically caused by viruses in the body like Epstein-Barr virus and or from other various toxins or poisons that may be residing in the body due to, you know, food we're eating or things that we're exposed to. The viruses and toxins, they injure cells in the ovaries and can even weaken cells over time or weaken the ovaries um, overall. So they'll injure cells and then weaken the ovaries, um, which then again, You know, a lot of times people will be told if you have PCOS, you may not be able to have kids later due to the injury of the ovaries. Viruses and toxins, they are connected. Um, And so a virus in the body consumes toxins that are in the body. So it kind of will utilize toxins for a fuel source. And then what happens is then that virus will, will release more destructive chemicals and that will further injure other healthy cells in your body. So it's kind of like a cycle. The virus is going to consume toxins that already exist in your body for food and then it's going to release destructive chemicals as a result of that. Um, kind of think like, you know, when living things consume food, they also, you know, excrete waste. We eat food and then we have bowel movements. So kind of something like that. And as this pattern continues to repeat, injured cells form into living scar tissue with viral particles trapped inside. And so the cysts forming on the ovary is actually how the body is protecting itself, making sure that what's happening inside the cyst doesn't happen in other places of the body. So it's basically trying to prevent, you know, these viral particles and toxins going elsewhere so that they're not going to injure cells in other places of your body. So your body is forming cysts in an effort to contain the problem. So the cysts are really symptoms of the body doing its job. And I I talk about this a lot with clients or, you know, on my social media page that a lot of times we get these really annoying symptoms. Maybe it's we have eczema or we have bloating. Whatever the case may be, typically it is our body working to resolve a problem. It's uncomfortable for us, but our body's actually doing the best that it can to resolve an issue. And so sometimes, yeah, our body needs some help to give it a push and that, you know, can be done through herbs, supplements, and, you know, most importantly, the food that we put into our body. So while these toxins and viral particles are trapped inside these cysts that have formed, 
blood vessels will then develop out of the cyst in order to draw fuel or nutrients inside the cyst in order to keep these unhealthy cells alive. And so one of the best ways to reverse this is removing foods that keep these unhealthy cells alive. That's going to be super important. Um, and we're going to get into that in a little bit. So let's touch on reversing PCOS. So yes, you can reverse it. Um, and you know one of the best ways to do that is balancing your hormones. And the best way to balance your hormones is to detox and avoid certain toxins. So, you know, detoxing, stop eating foods that are toxic. Don't eat foods with additives or preservatives. Um, and I have other podcast episodes talking about toxic heavy metals and things. Those are all episodes that you will want to listen to in addition to this, um, which will help fill in some of the gaps on how to avoid toxins. And once you avoid toxins, your hormones will be able to start functioning normally. Um, and so you're gonna also, going to also want to avoid inflammatory foods. So I do have an episode all about um, the anti-inflammatory diet, so that would be something to check out as well. And the other thing you're gonna wanna do to help reverse PCOS is get off birth control. And I'm gonna talk more about birth control in a little bit. So what fuels PCOS? Eggs are gonna be the number one contributor of polycystic ovarian syndrome. So eggs are the main food that contribute to cancer, cysts, fibroids, tumors, and nodules. If you have PCOS or any type of condition with tumors or cysts, you should cut eggs out of your diet completely. They are gonna be the number one food to avoid. Also, um, a side note, if you're trying to prevent cancer, you're fighting an existing cancer, or trying to avoid a cancer relapse, you're going to want to also avoid eggs completely. Eggs are also, um, they also feed inflammation and, um, and allergies as well, and that's because they feed unproductive bacteria, viruses, yeast, mold, and unproductive fungus in the body. So by cutting eggs out, you're essentially not allowing those things to thrive in your body anymore. Another thing that fuels PCOS is fats. High fat and high protein diets stop the body from trying to heal from the cysts, keeping you in the cycle of developing new cysts. Fats keep the unhealthy cells in the cysts alive. So, you know, how I was talking about inside the cyst are these unhealthy cells. The body's trying to contain them, and so then they develop these blood vessels to get nutrients in them so that they can thrive. Fats are going to be one of those fuel sources to those unhealthy cells. So drastically reducing your fat intake is very, very important. I have an episode on um, high protein diets or about protein. That would be also something to check out. And you may be wondering too why I say high protein diets. Proteins, like protein specific sources also contain fat. Pretty much every protein specific, specific source has fat. So meats have fats and then eggs, which have protein, but they're also fats. And even with plant-based um, protein sources as well, you know, a lot of nuts and seeds contain a good amount of protein, but they're also fats. So keep that in mind. You're gonna wanna lower your fat intake. Fats are gonna prevent your body from healing and getting rid of the cysts. Now let's discuss birth control and PCOS. We're finding more and more that birth control is not good for women, that it is actually pretty unhealthy and causes a lot of damage to our body. I am going to do an episode about birth control at some point because I do think that it's a topic that we need to be more educated on because 
we get put on birth control by our gynecologists or doctors from such a young age for various reasons, not even for contraceptive reasons. And as we get older, we're now paying the prices for being on it for so long. Um, You know, I'm very fortunate. I never have been on any type of hormonal birth control or contraception because I have factor five, which is a blood clotting disorder. It's hereditary. Uh, So my mom has it. My grandmother had it. And because of that, I can't take any type of oral hormone. Uh, So it actually is a blessing in disguise because had I not had factor five, I probably would have done um, hormonal birth control. Um, I ended up doing the copper IUD, which has its own negative effects and stuff uh, of its own because it's copper and copper is toxic to the body. But at least I wasn't taking a bunch of lab-made chemicals and synthetic hormones. Um, So yeah, birth control, I do want to do an episode on that. But as it relates to PCOS, a 2019 study suggested that birth control makes polycystic ovarian syndrome worse and contributes to the development of chronic conditions such as obesity, type 2 diabetes, and heart disease. So birth control, it masks the symptoms of PCOS. Hormonal birth control, it does not address the underlying cause of polycystic ovarian syndrome, and the the synthetic forms of estrogen and progesterone used in birth control force a monthly bleed, but this isn't actually your period. So the monthly bleed that you get on birth control is not your period because they're also switching off ovulation and a healthy natural um, and natural hormone regulation. And so you're having a bleed, but you're not ovulating. So it's not really your period. Um, it's what they call a withdrawal bleed. And this kind of Band-Aid solution, it gives you the false sense of security. So you think that, okay, you know, you're having periods now and you don't have to worry about your cysts, but all it is is putting a Band-Aid on it so you don't have to think about it. But actually the problem hasn't gone anywhere. And so, yeah, even though you have a regular period, your health and fertility will probably continue to to deteriorate and get worse without you even being aware of it. And then, you know, there may come a day where you're off birth control because you want to have kids or something, and then you won't be able to because now you have all these other problems that were being masked by the birth control. Birth control is also bad for metabolic health. So women with PCOS, they have an increased risk for metabolic disorders. So this includes obesity, insulin resistance, type 2 diabetes, liver disease, and even hypertension. And so taking birth control on top of this will make matters worse. And studies have even found that birth control increases triglycerides, which is not great. Um, And there's also some evidence that shows an increased risk for insulin sensitivity. Birth control also causes inflammation, and it can even cause polycystic ovarian syndrome. So birth control, it dries inflammation up. There was a randomized placebo-controlled trial, and researchers prescribed women um, who had PCOS already. Um, They uh, prescribed them either a lifestyle modification or birth control. And both these interventions reduced androgen levels. But only the group of women that were taking birth control saw an increase in inflammation. So birth control is driving up inflammation, which your body cannot heal if there is inflammation. And again, listen to my podcast episode about inflammation to learn more about that. Hormonal contraceptives um, appear to drive inflammation in women that don't have PCOS as well. And so you may not have polycystic ovarian syndrome, have normal, you know, no inflammation, your body's great, and then you decide to take birth control, and then now you have all this inflammation going on and may even develop PCOS. And so that's why birth control is associated with so many autoimmune disorders like Crohn's disease, lupus, um, 
and other type of autoimmune things that we're seeing pop up. So, you know, one of the main drivers behind autoimmune is high inflammation levels. And so birth control is causing those problems to arise. Birth control also depletes our body of nutrients. And it's funny because this has been a concern since at least the 1970s, and yet it's something that a lot of people don't know. Um, And so these deficiencies that um, birth control can cause include vitamins B2, B2, B6, B9, and B12, vitamin C, and vitamin E. Um, There's also depletions that have been found of um, low in magnesium, selenium, and zinc. And less than 2% of women are advised to check their check these levels while on birth control which is really mind blowing to me if if we have known since like the 70s that you're going to develop you know nutritional deficiencies while on birth control then to me it would be routine to test these levels in women who are on it and less than 2% of women are told to have their levels tested like it's just shocking to me which is also why again the people who are prescribing birth control to women aren't even taking the proper steps to make sure that, you know, their bodies are going to be protected from any possible negative effects of the birth control. And the next, birth control and our mental health. We are starting to see that there is a very strong relation between, you know, women's mental health and being on birth control. And women on birth control are at a higher risk of developing anxiety and or depression. And one of the best studies conducted um, included over 1 million women. And the researchers found that women who took birth control were more likely to go on antidepressants at a later date, Um, which this is shocking. So if you're on birth control and you're taking an antidepressant or even an anti-anxiety medication, there is a high chance that if you take stop taking birth control you won't need those medications either and I see this with my clients all the time every single one of my clients who's on birth control is also on an antidepressant or anti-anxiety medication all of them and so that also you know leads me to to say hey yeah there there's something going on and women are developing depression and anxiety as a result of birth control and they should be aware that they may need to stop their birth control if they're dealing with that. Birth control and blood clotting. So polycystic ovarian syndrome is associated with an increased risk of blood clotting disorders, and this is really easily preventable. The link between blood clotting and birth control has been well studied. And again, this is why I never took birth control, because we know that you're at an increased risk of getting blood clots if you take hormonal birth control. And then to throw on top of that someone who already has a blood clotting disorder, it's like, okay, your chances are going to be very, very high. So according to a Danish study, women who used vaginal rings had a 6.5 times increased risk of blood clots. Um, And then for women using contraceptive patches, the increased risk was 7.5 times higher. So again, if you Maybe you're like me and you have factor five or someone in your family has had blood clots or something. You may be at a higher risk for that. So you probably don't want to be on birth control. And again, if you have if you have PCOS, you're already at an increased risk of blood clotting. So therefore, you wouldn't want to be on birth control, which, again, this is also shocking to me, because if doctors know that PCOS means you have a higher chance of getting a blood clot, and that birth control also increases your risk of a blood clot, then why are they prescribing birth control to women with PCOS? It does not make sense. And it just makes me think, are they not doing, like, are they not reading? Are they not studying? Are they not reading the side effects of birth control? Something, there is a disconnect happening, and I don't know why. 
And not that I don't entirely know why. I mean, there is definitely a huge financial incentive to prescribe women birth control. And the more you prescribe it, the more money you can make, you stand to make. So there is that happening. But I also think like as a physician, you still should know that if someone's at an increased risk for a blood clot, they probably shouldn't take hormonal birth control. To me, that just seems like common sense. So now we're going to switch gears a little bit and talk about fruit and women's reproductive organs. So as women, we need proper nutrients for healthy hormones and healthy reproductive organs. And one of the best food sources for that benefits women's health is fruit. Things like fertility and overall women's health rely specifically on the fructose and glucose found specifically and naturally in fruit. Our reproductive systems rely on fruit for its immune-boosting properties like its anti-tumor, anti-cancer, antibacterial and antiviral properties, and its polyphenols, its bioflavonoids, its disease-stopping pectin, its vitamins, and its minerals. And these properties of fruit stop polycystic ovarian syndrome, they stop stop pelvic inflammatory disease, they stop fibroids, and they can help reverse fertility issues as well. So I can't tell you how many times people have told me that they have PCOS and their gynecologist told them to stop eating fruit because it's just going to make it worse. And that, again, is far from the truth. As women, we need fruit. Fruit helps balance our hormones, which one of the things that you need when you have PCOS is you need something to help balance your hormones. Fruit helps with that. And the sugar in fruit is natural. It is not the same as processed sugar. And if a doctor tells you to avoid fruit because of the sugar, you really should tell them that they should do some research um, to look into the difference between fruit sugar and processed sugar because they are far from the same thing. Fruit offers, as I just mentioned, all of those amazing benefits. And as women, we really need those benefits for our, our own reproductive organs. And all fruits are healthy, every single one of them. So whatever your preferences are for the types of fruit that you like to enjoy, that is great. I will say, though, for PCOS specifically, the number one best fruit to consume is going to be pomegranates. It literally dissolves cysts and tumors. Like, there is evidence showing how great it is with its anti-tumor properties. So if you have PCOS, pomegranates are going to be one of the fruits that you're going to want to consume as often as possible. They are not in season year-round, and depending where you live, they might be expensive. Um, So, you know, shop around because some stores will have them cheaper than others. You know, I've been eating tons of pomegranate seeds right now. I've I've never loved pomegranate seeds this much before in my whole life. I don't know what it is about this year or this season, but they are amazing. And again, you have to look because sometimes they're going to be more expensive at some stores than others. Um, the other day, I found them for less than $2 from Sprouts. So, you know, if you see them at one store, you don't have to get them there. Um, check some other stores before you commit. And At the very least, you can get them frozen and add them to smoothies or something, Um, or you can buy store-bought juice with no additives. Just make sure it's not pasteurized, Um, but fresh-pressed pomegranate juice that you do yourself is amazing. It tastes nothing like store-bought. It's it's incredible. So if you're able to do that, that that would be so much better if you have PCOS. But just trying to get pomegranates into your diet as often as you can in some capacity is better than nothing. So on that note, let's talk about other foods that help with PCOS. So like I said, pomegranates, that's probably going to be the number one food. Um, Sprouts and microgreens, asparagus, cherries, 
sweet potatoes, white potatoes, apricots, bananas, and nori, which is a seaweed. But again, all fruits are going to be beneficial. So just because I only listed a few fruits on this list does not mean that you have to avoid other fruits. And then herbs that help with PCOS are ashwagandha, cat's claw, curcumin, lemon balm, mullein leaf, nettle leaf, olive leaf, raspberry leaf, and spirulina. Um, and like lemon balm, nettle leaf, and raspberry leaf, those are all great teas. So you can even consume them as teas. So that wraps up my episode about polycystic ovarian syndrome. I hope you found this helpful. I know I've had a few requests to do this topic for a podcast episode. And to me, the biggest takeaways from today's episode, if you are struggling with polycystic ovarian syndrome, is to cut eggs out and consider getting off birth control. No, I'm not a doctor, so you know I can't make that decision for you, but there are so many cons to being on birth control that there's not a lot of pros. And some of the reasons why doctors prescribe birth control, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. So if you're taking birth control and you have polycystic ovarian syndrome, talk to your doctor about wanting to get off of it. Um, I'm sure they would be understanding, especially if you bring up some of these issues. They may not even be aware. Um, so when it comes to your health, definitely feel empowered. Just because your doctor says to do something, if it doesn't feel right for you, definitely question it and ask them questions. Um, I'm sure they would be more than happy to answer your questions. And that's one of the biggest things that I've learned about health through my own health journey is you really do have to be empowered and you have to um, basically stand up for yourself and ask yourself questions because otherwise if we just take the suggestions that we get or you know the suggestions of medication medications and such as they're given to us um, it may not pay off um, for our health in the long run and a great hormone free birth control option is natural cycles it's an app that you download to your phone and you get a thermometer mailed to you and you measure your temperature every morning and it starts to track your ovulation and it's very cool because you actually like learn a lot about your body and you learn like oh you ovulated today and um, that you, your temperature spikes when you ovulate and you know you're only fertile six days out of the month it's very cool um, I've been using it for over six months now and I've just really enjoyed being in tune with my body throughout my cycle that's probably been like my favorite thing about the whole app so you know if you're looking for other hormone free options that's a great option and if you're struggling with polycystic ovarian syndrome and you need more one-on-one -on -one guidance and support I would love to work with you so send me an email at tdnutritioncoaching at gmail.com or you can reach out through my website tdnutritioncoaching.com and as always, thanks for listening.